0: Welcome to the Propel podcast. On today's episode, we are examining another method of exercise training it is the final method of exercise in our three-part series, and this is what's known as EMOM, or every minute on the minute training. This is Nicholas, and I also have Max with me. And we are excited to compare this last bit of exercise modalities because, um, I think that this could be the most versatile of the three that we have reviewed, and it's something that no matter what your level, you can engage with even without very much equipment.
1: Definitely. It's uh, it's scalable for sure, and it can be geared towards kind of all aspects of training. So if you want to focus on strength building, if you want to focus on just your overall cardiovascular fitness, you can have those two things involved with your imam approach. Mm -hmm. And it it makes it very versatile, like you said. Yeah,
0: it's it's something that I would encourage you to try whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced. But let's talk about what it actually entails. So the EMOM training, as I mentioned, stands for every minute on the minute. So that means you're going to perform an exercise specified um, prior to the workout that has a, a specific number of repetitions. So, a great example would be a bodyweight squat. And maybe I am programming 10 repetitions of that squat. Once I perform those 10 repetitions, I have the rest of the minute that's on the clock to rest before I start again at the beginning of next minute. So, This is a very simple workout because all you need is a clock, and as soon as the time changes, you begin your exercise, you'll complete the number of repetitions, and then you'll rest until the clock hits the next minute, and the next minute, and the next minute, and we just can keep going as long as we really want to. It can be formatted to include just one exercise, like my example with the squat, or it can include multiple exercises. So if I knew that I could complete 10 bodyweight squats and 10 push-ups in a reasonable amount of time, I would be able to do 10 squats, then 10 push-ups, and then I would rest for the remainder of the minute. And the nice thing about this training, which has been consistent across all of the training that we have reviewed, is that it is a set duration, which means I have a very predictable Uh, outcome with how long this exercise modality will take. So I can put it into a block of time where I know I only have 20 minutes to work out and I will not go over because this is keeping me accountable. Um, And it can also include any equipment and be formatted for your fitness level. So I could take my earlier example of a bodyweight squat and I could add a dumbbell that I'm holding in a goblet hold, and now I've increased the difficulty of the exercise, but I've been able to still use the same formatting for the workout. So let's talk about real quick who this is beneficial for. I know we've hit on a lot of different groups among the exercise um, types that we've reviewed, but specifically who is really benefiting from EMOM training?
1: Propel is a fully customized software platform that allows organizations of all sizes to run a comprehensive global well-being program for their employees and families. Propel is built to create long-term behavior change by infusing an organization's distinctive culture into a well-being program that reflects its unique needs. Propel allows you to run an unlimited number of well-being challenges, automate a health incentive program, deliver curated content, integrate organizational initiatives, and more. With Propel, you have the flexibility to meet your employees where they are and help them develop healthy habits that stick. To see all of the ways you can use Propel to engage your employees, schedule a 30-minute demo with our team by emailing sales at propelwellness.com or visit our website at propelwellness.com. I think it's a good place to start. So as I mentioned previously, you can scale EMOM in a way that focuses on different aspects of performance that you would like to focus on. The caveat I will say, or I'll start with is, if you wanna get stronger, you need to focus on strength training, which is gonna be specific set reps with larger rest intervals. It's not gonna have a high intensity interval component. That being said, if you want something where you're doing short bursts of sets on a timed interval, it will induce strength gains. On the opposite side, a really easy component for this as well is going to be the cardiovascular component. So it's a short rest period. The work period that you do, so that 15, maybe 30 seconds of exercise that you're doing in that minute, that compounded over time is going to lead to uh, a buildup of fatigue, which is going to ultimately result in a aerobic approach. Um, You can get more into that from a physiology standpoint, but we'll keep it simple from that uh, with as time goes on, as the sets go on, as the minutes go on, you'll induce that conditioning side of things. So you'll have a cardiovascular component and that's kind of the point, right, of high intensity interval training. You are encouraged to focus on uh, faster rep completion and as they are done quicker, you can maximize your rest. That being said, too fast could mean that you're not doing things properly. So consistency is going to be something that will be really ideal. And in th- the reason why I'm highlighting that is because if you can maintain consistency, you're going to get a lot more benefits out of the actual program. So if you're learning something new or you're trying to develop more uh, endurance and and neuromuscular strength, so to speak, throughout a movement, uh, EMOM is actually a great way to learn that. Because in the beginning, you can really do the movement efficiently. You can learn how to do something that's difficult for you, and then you're going to slowly build a fatigue component, and it's only about a 10-minute time frame. So after that 10 minutes is up, you have time to rest, and you could essentially start a new one and go through that approach again where your body is slowly getting fatigued. You have adequate rest intervals, but then you'd be able to focus on that movement once again to try and as – efficiently as possible, execute that movement over time. And that will build your ability to do that.
0: I think the, the idea that you are building your endurance, but you're also getting um, a fair amount of time under tension, depending on the exercise that you choose is really neat because it does really give you that strength gain that may not be your primary goal. So the benefit that you're getting from the cardiovascular component of these workouts is driven largely by your motivation to complete the exercise so that you have enough rest. If I did 10 squats over the course of two minutes, I'm not so motivated to complete my exercise, therefore the cardiovascular component is lost and I can also take a little bit of a break in between repetitions to actually rest. And so even the time under tension for my muscles is lost. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with an Imam, you are trying to complete the movements efficiently and make sure that you have adequate rest time because like it or not, the beginning of that next minute is going to come. Mm-hmm. So you have the the increased speed you're going to, um, a lot of times stay in the movement longer. So even in a squat, um, if I locked out my knees at the top of the movement, my, my body is resting, but if I am doing them quicker, I'm spending less time locked out and I'm going back down into my squat. So my time under tension is increased. Uh, and I'm also having to work harder faster, which is increasing my heart rate.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting because the, the sort of what you're getting at is an accountability side of things so if you want to be really deliberate and consistent throughout that minute you can do those air squats so to speak or that for the for the example that you gave earlier you can each rep can take two seconds so to if you mm-hmm. if you would like to space it out from that standpoint well if you're doing 30 reps it takes up the whole 60 seconds is your heart rate going to spike not necessarily because it's a deliberate, deliberate, controlled movement where the focus is going to be on your technique and the in the in the uh, exercise itself. But you're just going to roll into the next one, so you're going to be doing a really large set essentially, and you're it's going to be the same volume, but you're going to really feel it in your muscles mm-hmm. as opposed to if you go the other end, like you're saying, um, if you focus on getting it done in any efficient amount of time and maximizing your rest well you're going to have these peaks and valleys in your heart rate so that aerobic side of things is going to kick in you can i guess the, the beauty of imam is you can take either approach as long as you stay true to the imam mm-hmm. so you're going to get something beneficial out of that out of that exercise structure as long as you can stick to those minute intervals once you get outside of that you're no longer sticking to the concept of EMOM and what it's kind of there for. And it's a way for you to play with different balances within your workout.
0: Right. It can be tempting to just hit the pause button, but it's hard to pause time. So the the accountability that you're getting from an Imam will keep you going. And we'll talk about in a second the importance of making sure that your programming is set up so that you can be successful and not exhaust yourself. But um, let's talk quickly about who really is not benefiting so much from an Imam and who it's contraindicated for.
1: So high intensity animal training in itself is highly scalable and it's designed that way. And you can implement many different ways of approaching it. So from a, population standpoint. It's almost applicable to anyone. So I guess the best rule of thumb would be if you have physical limitations or you have some sort of cardiovascular issue or you just have some sense of doubt, get a recommendation from your physician. Ask them about level of intensity that you're able to partake in um, and get the okay from them and they will give you a really good idea of whether or not high-intensity interval training is something that you can partake in. Um, but generally, because of the scalability of high-intensity animal training across, I guess, our entire series that we're talking about, generally, almost anyone can partake in some sort of HIT exercise or program. Um, but if you do have some sort of trepidations, just mm-hmm. get it approved. That's the easiest way to approach it.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And your physician will be able to take the information that they've gathered from... All of the testing that they've done on you, whether it's annual physicals or previous um, conditions that they've been working with you to manage or clear, to be able to tell you, this is what I recommend for your physical activity. And sometimes they're going to put a limit on you as far as what types of exercise you can do. Like Max mentioned, this can be scaled for nearly every type of exercise. level of fitness so even if they say well you can't use weights that doesn't prohibit you from doing this if they say you can't jump or you can't run that doesn't prohibit you from doing this exercise modality so it's something that you can apply but um also something that you can change and be flexible with Mm -hmm. and uh, make sure that it works for what you need it for
1: i'd highly encourage you, though Individuals who might personally feel like they're limited, still go get checked out and see what your physician says because there is a plethora of research coming out of high-intensity animal training being used for on populations that have cardiovascular disease or they have maybe some sort of trauma that they've gone through. Maybe they're even uh, recovering from cancer. These are all different research modalities that have been looked at where high-intensity training has been utilized for these different population groups and they're seeing positive outcomes Um, so your doctor for instance might actually be privy to some of that information or might even be encouraged to go look into it and can say hey actually i know that we generally have talked about you being limited on some of these things but from the research that we're looking at i think it's okay if we do have you do something where you raise your heart rate a little bit more um, with an emphasis on heart rate as opposed to the muscular strength building side of things or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just encourage anyone who potentially has some sort of limitation or has experience in that realm, still get your doctor's uh, opinion on it. They might surprise you and say, actually, that would be a great thing for you to do. Um, so just just give it a shot if, if you're nervous, <laughs> I guess is kind of what I'm getting at. <laughs>
0: Yes, and always advised to be working with your physician. So we mentioned the importance of making sure your programming is correctly formatted for this workout as well as your fitness level. With an every minute on the minute workout, you must be aware that you only have the remaining time within the minute to rest. So if... As Max mentioned earlier, I'm doing squats and I have 30 programs and it takes me two seconds to complete each squat. By the end of time, I've already have to start my next set of squats because I've used up all 60 seconds. This can be an issue and can lead you to basically break the EMOM and hop out of the actual exercise method because you need extra rest. So with this type of exercise, we're trying to build that cardiovascular endurance, muscular endurance, and also mental endurance because we want this to be something that actually strengthens our consistency and helps us to develop a level of fitness that gives us confidence in our body that it can perform at a consistent level for a specific period of time. Um, but also gives us uh, a challenge so that we're having to accelerate our movements to compensate for a lack of rest. So the one consideration we have is make sure that you have a plan to taper your EMOM if needed. Um, It's recommended to have about 15 seconds of rest or more for each round of your every minute on the minute workout. So that means you have 45 seconds or less to complete the movements. So when you begin your workout, it may be easy to hit that 45 seconds. Uh, you might be able to hit it in, in 30 seconds and then you have an, a 30 second rest. As the workout goes on, you're going to fatigue. And so the same amount of exercise will cause you to go longer into your rest time. So that 30 seconds might now take you 40 seconds. So you unfortunately only have 20 seconds of rest. And that starts to compound because instead of having multiple rounds where I always have 30 seconds of rest, now I'm getting 20, then 18, then 16. So you need to have a plan available to you to start tapering the amount of reps um, of the exercise that you're doing. And uh, it's best to think about that ahead of time and not wait until you're in a a situation where you are overly fatigued because you'll be tempted to just stop the workout and not keep going. So you want to have something that you can back down to so that you can get your rest time up and continue to work on being consistent for the workout.
1: Probably the easiest place to start is is – aiming for a rest period. Uh, For our example, two seconds is a long time to do an air squat. Um, (laughs) Not sure how many of you are familiar with how how to do an air squat or what the the timing component is on it. But two seconds for an air squat would be a really long time. So if you're aiming for that 20 seconds of rest at minimum or that 30 seconds of rest so that you just have 30 seconds of work and then you can chill out for 30 seconds for 10, 15 minutes worth of uh, workout. Um, as you get closer to that 20 seconds of rest and you start to break past that, the reason, Nicholas was, was uh, alluding to this, but the reason why that's important is you're sticking to the exercise routine and then you're also able to execute the set in an efficient way so if that 30 air squats becomes really difficult to where you're getting 10 seconds of rest per minute you're immediately moving into the next set Your the muscular fatigue the cardiovascular load everything is going to slowly start to get to a point where if it was a more complex exercise you would potentially be putting yourself in a i don't want to say harmful but compromised situation so you would have poor technique you have you would start to have a they call it a neuro fatigue which would be sort of the layman's term for it but essentially you're overworking your body in a way where you're not efficiently able to execute an exercise and the point of EMOM is to be something that's manageable and you can uh, see it through to the end Mm -hmm. all 10 minutes or 15 minutes however long your email is so that would be one of the biggest reasons that that tapering would want to be included you can focus on not going outside of that work to rest ratio i guess would be an easy way to to try and focus on that
0: right so the best recommendation we can give you is depending on what you decide your exercise where exercises are Make sure you have your step down. And it could be even just pulling two repetitions off um, or each time you get close, you pull off one repetition. And um, really try to hang in there and, and hit those rest times. Um, but the completion of the workout and also the consistency of your movement is the most important thing. So we would we don't wanna jeopardize those. The, um, the benefit to an EMOM is The ability to scale it to any level of fitness. So this means that you could have two people doing the same timing of the every minute on the minute workout, but they could be doing exercises that are wildly different in the level of difficulty that they have, which allows you to continue to scale this as you get better, because over time you will get better of doing whatever the exercises are. Also recommend, um, doing something that, um, is giving you multiple exercises, um, either by doing a, a small block of an imam. So maybe it's just a five to eight minute EMOM over one exercise, and then you take a two minute rest, and then you start another block that's for a different exercise. That's a great way to get a couple of different um, movements in, whether that be upper and lower body or um, complementary muscles or antagonistic muscles. Um, You have the the ability to decide how long is this workout gonna be? And even if you only have 20 minutes, think about, okay, minus a little bit of a rest in between the blocks. How many blocks can I do within the 20 minutes? And you really don't have to know that many exercises. You could just know two or three and you could have a great workout that um, really does give you great results. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. It, it's, uh, it, it, it speaks to the variability that we mentioned earlier because you could even intertwine those blocks and, and you could have them as alternating minutes. So ultimately you're only doing 10 minutes of air squats and 10 minutes of push-ups, but every other minute is you're switching off,
0: right. right?
1: So you're maximizing the amount of rest that you get for your legs. So you're more likely to finish all of the reps. You're not going to have to necessarily taper. Um, you do the push-ups on the net following minute. So you're still getting a great cardiovascular component, but from a muscular side of things, you're uh, extending that rest um, and so the way that you can manage that is extremely helpful if you take an EMOM approach, because you can get that conditioning component and you can still efficiently and properly execute the exercises the way that you would like to. Right. Yeah.
0: This is a great, great exercise modality and we encourage you to check it out. Um, Make a list of some exercises that you think could work. And we recommend, um, Spending a little bit of time where you're you're not in the workout, do a, a set of reps that you think would work and time yourself and see about how long it takes. And then from there, you can decide how many reps you need to program for your workout. Um, that way you're not under pressure and you haven't started the workout. The most important thing with the EMOM workout is finish the workout and get through um, consistently. So spend a little bit extra time prior to the workout to decide what your exercises need to be, the rep ranges, what the step down should be, and have fun with this. You can make it as simple as I'm gonna do five minutes of this and it's just gonna be this body weight exercise that I do for 10 reps. Um, This is great for travel as well, so if I'm in a hotel room and all I have is my body and my cell phone or a clock in the room, I have the ability to do a great workout. Um, And it's something that you can continuously improve on. So write down your workouts, keep track of them. We always recommend um, keeping track of your workouts, whether it's in our portals tracker, or maybe it's in a a fitness diary that you have and continue to reference those as you um, work out so that you can keep getting better.
1: I think there's a great way to approach it, especially from a beginner standpoint. You got to learn how to do it first. So the first couple might be too easy, and that's great. Or you'll find your limit pretty quick. Either way, you get to learn how to do it, and you can scale it very easily. That would be the largest or the, the best component of EMOM is that it takes up 10 minutes. It's a pretty large volume, generally, of something that you probably don't do on a consistent basis. And it's easy to implement anywhere. Um, if you wanna throw weights in or do anything like that, very easy to do. Mm-hmm. If you wanna focus on something that is a new technique, EMOM is actually a great way to do that. Um, we were mentioning earlier about how to approach the, or I guess I should say, the that fatigue that we were talking about. That fatigue, being able to get more fatigued over time while you're learning a new technique, in a gradual, controlled, consistent manner is really helpful in becoming more efficient at that technique. So you can introduce little spurts of rest, where yes, it might take you a little bit longer to get through those three reps of squats, or it might take you a little bit longer to get through, uh, you know, those three to five reps of a snatch or a clean, but you still have enough rest left over that you can really focus on how well you're executing that in the in the later minutes of the EMOM. Mm-hmm. I guess the only the only point I would emphasize there is you are not doing a maximal exercise. So if you generally have weights, you're not gonna be doing 100% of your um, overall power output or strength output. Whatever your one rep max is, that's not really the point of an EMOM. The point would be something that it's manageable, and you're trying to learn how to implement something like that. So if you do want to focus on the weight side of things, I guess the rule of thumb would be make sure that you can execute the weight on a consistent basis, and then the volume is where that fatigue is going to come in, and that's going to help you from a neuromuscular standpoint of being better at that technique. Right, and don't feel bad if the
0: exercises that you want to do are really just the strength training exercises. Go do strength training. We're big proponents of that too. And this is really just a tool to help you get in some great workouts um, with that specific goal of developing consistency, developing cardiovascular, muscular, and uh, mental um, strength and uh, endurance throughout your workout. Thank you for joining us for the Propel Podcast. If you haven't listened to any of the other Exercise Modality Series episodes, Please go back and um, listen to those. And from everyone here at Propel, be well.